0: You're listening to The New England Take. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead. Be sure to check out the NewEnglandTake.com to get the back episodes of the show, including the many videos. Last week, we featured musician Dean Harlem, so you want to check out his couple of his original songs that were in that episode. It was great. So this week, we have a special edition where I actually traveled down to Manchester for the Downtown Queen City Basketball Jam, which is the first event of its kind that was organized by Rob Azevedo, uh, known for his Granite State of Mind music series and radio show, uh, he did an outbo- outdoor basketball tournament on July 17th at Pulaski Park in Manchester, and it was organized also by the Manchester Ballers Association in town. Manchester It is a great event featuring all sorts of basketball games that were organized by the Manchester Ballers Association, artists, musicians. There were food trucks. It was definitely a fantastic event. I had a chance to catch up with Rob at the event. So I'm here with Rob Azevedo. I mean, what led you to want to put this together?
1: Hyper. I'm a hyper person, AJ. You know that. Uh, Driving literally, AJ, down past this court for months after months while they were building this brand new court. Um, And I just said in the middle of the winter, uh, I'm going to plan something to have a heat of the summer outdoor downtown basketball jam.
0: It's great to get everyone together. They're actually interacting. It's like I've answered the basketball tournaments. Everyone actually has to come together as a team and connect with people they probably haven't interacted with in a year and a half.
1: That's exactly it. That's exactly it. This is like the basketball is one thing, but it, we're celebrating um, our refound freedom. We are uh, celebrating the city of Manchester, the parks of Manchester. You know, basketball is one thing, but we have food trucks come in and music and DJs and art in the park. And it's just a big gonna be a big party.
0: Why do you think it was important to get musicians and
1: artists involved? Everybody because if you're gonna show off your basketball skills you're gonna show off your, ska- uh, your singing skills and then we want our DJ to show off his spinning skills and we have a great artist who's drawing live art of the basketball players that he's gonna be giving out after.
0: It's great hearing that Mayor Joyce Craig is gonna be coming to throw the
1: first uh, hopefully hoop. I mean, yep. <laughs> Is it nice seeing that support from the city? She was the first person I went to, had the idea, sent her a message on Facebook, and uh, next thing you knew, me and Carl Doucette, the guy who runs Manchester Ballers, we were sitting in the mayor's office on January 6th, which uh, is a pretty big date, Uh, but we were down there organizing um, the first meeting uh, and getting the ball rolling. And you're doing a bit of uh, charity alongside this, correct? You bet. You bet every single dollar that goes to this uh, is going to Families in Transition here, right here in Manchester. And our sponsors have been very, very generous, and we're hoping to cut them a big fat check next week.
0: You're getting some food trucks involved, too, I see. I'm setting up behind us right now as we speak.
1: Right. Playa Bowls, right from Manchester. Uh, they're setting up here until about 4 o'clock. And then when they pull out, Ben & Jerry's is bringing their food truck in for, um, you know, dessert and ice cream and all that fun stuff.
0: Thank you so much. Okay, AJ, thank you. Also, while I was there, I found Carl Doucette of the Manchester Ballers Association. You can learn more about them at facebook.com slash Manchester Ballers. So you could just start off and uh, say your name and how you're involved with us.
2: Carl Doucette, I own Manchester Ballers Association in Manchester, founded in 2011, a basketball company.
0: Uh, how important is it to start to have public events like this, especially with your organization?
2: Well, ba- uh, basketball is rooted on the outside court. Manchester Ballers was actually founded from, I used to run over 20 years ago, outside basketball courts in Manchester in leagues so we're trying to make a difference with the community and as NBA gets bigger and better we want to involve the community and make a difference with people is the idea.
0: What was the response from the players that are involved today?
2: Pretty positive there's a lot of people that want to play in this tournament I basically made it I did make it so it's pretty much NBA players because it's an NBA event but a lot of people are out here and want to show their skills and have a good time connect with people and make a difference.
0: How do people learn more about your organization? I've never heard about it before.
2: Manchester Ballers, you can look me up on Facebook. Um, Facebook's really the best option if you look up Manchester Ballers Association. Or you could also look me up, phone number 486-3946. I am in there.
0: What's your plans with now that everything's starting to open up again, everyone get their darn vaccine here, please, and be able to start to play again?
2: Well, NBA's been rocking and rolling. We only had three months off last year um, when the corona unfortunately hit its thing. We shut down for three months and it hit the company hard but we we're still good i mean we have over six leagues running we have over 400 players weekly in a big gym that's only two miles from here and you know so but we're we're happy to get back to the roots which is the outside game and that's why we're here
0: What about the community aspect of it this is obviously in the middle of pulaski park in the middle of uh, downtown manchester i mean how important do you how important do you think it is that this is in such a public place like this
2: This court has significance from a basketball but also a city standpoint. This is literally the hub, whatever that's worth, of Manchester. Manchester is a small city, but this is basically downtown Manchester when you get down to it. And we're really, we wanted people to come out here. We want people to connect with each other, to make a difference through basketball and any sports and just any recreation. And I feel like in the city, the more events we can have that make a difference for nonprofits, which is what we're doing here, Families in Transition, all the money's going to Families in Transition, which is a great nonprofit cause in Manchester. We, It's important that we're doing it right in the hub of Manchester. There's going to be tons of traffic popping by. They're going to be wondering, what is this? What's going on? Hopefully they can stop in, talk to some people, whether it's Rob or myself. And this will be only the first year of many for this. We want to make a difference and make it so this is only the first year. There's there's multiple courts in Manchester. My vision is to be able to make this bigger next year on multiple courts.
0: What about the importance of having families in transition, especially with all the recent uh, news regarding homeless camps getting taken down and such like that? I mean, do you you feel like it's really important to have a homeless or people in transition organization involved as your charity?
2: That is extremely important. That's why we picked them out. We really want to make a difference, and I specifically want to make a difference for people that have less in the community. I think as a business, it's always important, because I have a family too, to try to do bigger and better things, but at the same time, you've got to make a difference and connect with people. And if you can't do that and you can't make a difference in your community, then you've got to kind of question yourself and what you're doing. So that's what I'm trying to do here is trying to use basketball, which is my passion, to, to make a difference. And me and Rob are trying to do that today with all the sponsors, and there's a lot of sponsors here. Um, A lot of people have stepped up to make a difference, which is nice.
0: Can you speak a little bit about the sponsors that decided to step up?
2: Sure. I mean, from an NBA standpoint, we have APC Painting. We've got uh, Garrett Bolio Realty. We've got Get It Gone, Jake Edmonds. We've got – I don't want to go on a freeze here. Let me think. Alex Wilson Kiwanis Club, Um, Harold Maya Construction. See, I'm probably going to miss some. But we had – NBA had Chris Laffey donated $250 dollars. Um, and I'm missing three more. Nathan Dempsey, New York Life, that's a good friend of mine. He's got a representative over there. That's seven of them. I'm missing two, but I can get them to you after. But anyway, and then Rob got a bunch too. He got Bangor Saving Banks, Cross Insurance, a um, couple other ones that I can get back to you after. But we ended up with like 15 or 16 sponsors for this event, which is really awesome. And Health, Health came in yesterday with a $1,500 sponsorship. That's huge for a big company. That really makes a difference. So AmeriHealth stepped up yesterday with a fifteen hundred sponsorship, which is just—it's—it really makes a difference because the overhead for this event is not overwhelming. So literally, like probably like eighty-five percent of the money, other than overheads, all going to go to families in transition. This isn't a thing where we're keeping fifty percent and doing that. We're not doing that. We're seeing what it costs to run this event. We're going to take the cost from that, and then we're literally going to give them all the rest. And that's what you want to do. You want to make a difference in the community doing that. So. And if you can do it through basketball, hey, man, that's a win.
0: Thank you so much. Appreciate it. The tip-off was actually done by Manchester Mayor Joyce Craig. I had a chance to catch up with her for a couple minutes. Manchester Mayor Joyce Craig, what's it like seeing an event like this beginning to take place in the city?
3: It's really an exciting day today to have folks together um, playing ball, visiting with each other, uh, using a beautiful park that we have. Uh, You know, the city's alive, and it's on display today, so it's a great thing.
0: It's great that they're getting in so many groups to donate to it and support families in transition and things like that.
3: Absolutely. Um, They've got a number of sponsorships uh, for this event. And I think it just goes to show um, our local community how strong it is and how much they all do want to participate and give back. And especially to fit. Uh, They've done wonderful work in the city of Manchester helping those uh, who are less fortunate than us. And so uh, I'm tremendously grateful for the folks that organized this and um, who are participating today.
0: And on top of that, all the musicians and artists and food trucks that are coming.
3: It's going to be really exciting. Yeah, it'll be a fun day here. Do
0: you hope to see a lot more things like this going on through the year?
3: We do, and actually um, Manchester has put together a plan to utilize the American Relief Funds that the city of Manchester is getting, so it's $43 million, and we've actually allocated some funds um, to go toward um, neighborhood events or um Events such as this, uh, where residents of the city can actually apply for those dollars and do a block party, do an event like this. Uh, we really want to encourage our community to come together after 15 long months of not being together. So, yes.
0: Any big picture outlooks for the fall when it begins to get cold again, using that money for to get people to come together?
3: Well, I mean, there are a number of ways that we're, we're talking about using the funds for affordable housing um, and many economic development opportunities. Um, but, yeah, we're, you know, we're cautiously optimistic as we head into the fall. Uh, we are still encouraging folks to get vaccinated. That's the key to all of this. So if people have not been vaccinated, please head into the health department. They have free clinics. They'll also go to where you are. Uh, so, again, that's that's key to all of this, getting vaccinated. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care.
0: Next up, I'm speaking with Kyle Chuma, Marketing Communications Director for Families in Transition, the charitable partner for the Downtown Queen City Basketball Jam. So, Kyle, what does your organization do for people in need? So thanks so much, AJ, for
4: uh, having us on. And uh, so our our mission is to prevent and break the cycle of homelessness. We have a variety of different programs and services in New Hampshire, in and around New Hampshire. Uh, Our headquarters are here in Manchester. We have a number of affordable housing units in Manchester and around the state, as well as uh, probably one of the largest uh, adult emergency shelter, as well as two family shelters, one in Manchester and one in Wolfboro. We also have a substance use treatment program here in Manchester, Willow's uh, Substance Use Treatment Center uh, over on Wilson Street. And then we have food programs here in Manchester. So we have a food pantry and we also have uh, dining services that are offered to those uh, participants of ours that are staying in our shelters or our, uh, our recovery housing. So there's, there's quite a number of things that we do and, and that we offer to encompass that entire mission.
0: I'm guessing events like the, uh, the basketball tournament that was going on is a big help for getting exposure for you guys and raising money.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. We're so appreciative of uh, groups that come together and and put on a a third party fundraiser like this. We're very fortunate that uh, people people create these kinds of events and and whether it's uh, a monetary donation, uh, some events uh, are for the purposes of uh, in-kind donations. We'll have offices who put together, you know, sort of food drives or clothing drives and things like that. And so we're, we, you know, we appreciate the, the abundance of outreach in that, in that way.
0: So how do individuals that want to help out families in transition do what, like, what would be some of the best ways for people to assist on an individual, individual basis? Absolutely. So, uh, of course, you can
4: check out our website, uh, fitnh.org. We have a number of volunteer opportunities Uh, We're always looking for people to come down to the food pantry and support some of the sorting and distribution that we do in the community of Manchester. Uh, Of course, monetary donations are always welcome through the website. Uh, We have other volunteer opportunities through our Outfitters thrift store here in Manchester. People come and and sort clothing and and help us in that way. Uh, And then you know there are a number of other opportunities to get involved. Whether it's uh, groups who come, you know, family, friends, or coworkers who want to come and and take uh, sort of a, a group activity on. Uh, there's a number of ways to get connected in that way.
0: What sort of unique challenges did COVID bring to you guys? Because it it must have had to cause some, especially process changes. I'm assuming.
4: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been, um, you know, a year of we talk about adapting and uh, so sort of really just a lot of adapting and changing to the, the things that are presented in front of us. So uh, whether that be sort of adjusting how we operate our adult emergency shelter, um, you know, that that was probably the biggest impact. Uh, we, we had to kind of reduce beds there and find additional beds to provide in, in other places. Um, we had to, you know, we opened a, an um, emergency winter shelter for a few months. Uh, so there were a number of things that we were kind of shifting programs. Obviously, volunteer support uh, dwindled a little bit during during the height of the pandemic, uh, which which always puts a strain on um, you know on the on the programs because we we really rely heavily on volunteer teams to to support a number of our programs um, you know and I I think that's uh, been definitely something that's been sort of affecting us along the way
0: does the city of Manchester work with you guys to make sure both the, the people you assist and your organization are informed or at least n- know what is available to work with? Sure. Yeah. So we
4: we collaborate with the, the city of Manchester in a number of ways, um, generally communicating the things that are going on. Um, there's a new uh, director in the city who we, you know, who we remain in contact with about what services are available through families in transition. And um, they've been a great partner through a a number of initiatives that we've taken on.
0: I mean, the elephant in the room this past year is all over the news or the homeless camps that that were very prominent, especially in some very well-trafficked areas. And the taking down of those must've been a uh, detriment to the resources you had available, I'm assuming.
4: So our outreach, is, uh, we have an outreach team who is uh, reaching out throughout the week, uh, and you know they continue to do their work and and uh, try to connect people to services, and that's the main the main goal. There is is just continuing to connect with people and uh, build trust where we can to either have them um, you know connect to the shelter or to uh, substance use services or city welfare to find housing or vouchers, things like that. So the, the team continues to do that work uh, and, you know, connect people to resources that are available.
0: I like asking the the magic wand question. If if your organization had like one thing that would basically take take it to the next level for you guys, I mean, what would that be? Would it be facilities? Would it be funding?
4: Sure. I think resources in any, in any way are, are always a challenge, right? So whether that's um, more space property wise, we're currently uh, in progress Uh, this fall. We'll be adding 11 units of affordable housing at our former uh, union street shelter. used to be known as Angie's. Uh, So I think anywhere we can add additional affordable housing in the city, whether it's through our programs or through other programs, um, you know, alleviates, alleviates the need for affordable housing, obviously financial uh, operational costs. um, You know, there's a huge operational costs to all of that. We do uh, funding our staffing and uh, just general keeping the lights on kind of thing. And um, you know, obviously too right now with, I think everyone is um, you know, hiring is, is always a challenge. Uh, so, looking for people who are, are committed to the mission and looking to get involved in that way in a, in a uh, staffing capacity, uh, that, that's definitely something that we're looking at right now. I, I think every business is, is dealing with right now. So,
0: all right. Kyle Chumas, Marketing Communications Director for Families in Transition. Thank you so much for joining me today. And can, once again, give a quick plug where people can uh, figure out how to help you guys. Yeah,
4: absolutely. They can go to our website, fitnh.org, and learn more about all of our services and and ways to get involved with the, the organization.
0: Once again, thank you so much to Carl, Rob, everyone else that was involved with this event, all the many sponsors, and hopefully families in transition can get a lot of money to be able to help the people that are really in need in Manchester. The, it was a fantastic day. The, it looked like it was going to rain, but uh, we, the sun was shining on us out there at the court. It was fantastic. I also bought a couple cookies from a couple of adorable four-year-olds in addition to all the rest of the food that was available. So thank you for everyone in Manchester for putting such a great event together and coming together as a community. I hope we get to see a lot more of things like that as the, as time goes on. Uh, In-Town Concord is going to be putting on the Market Days Festival, which is going to be returning this year, which is just it's a highlight of the year if you're a, if you're a Concord resident. Uh, my whole family looks forward to it, and I'm, I'm really excited to see with everyone getting the vaccines, we can begin to approach life as normal. It seems like a lot of the issues with people getting the coronavirus again as time is going on with the Delta, a variant. It's almost entirely people that have not been vaccinated. So get the darn vaccine, please, people. It, it, it apparently does work. It stops people from dying, it stops people from getting the disease, and at the very least, it'll make your experience if you do get COVID 19 not severe it's it, it's a miracle drug that they put together in very short order and it, it'd be a waste to not not to take advantage of it you're listening to new england taken to bkxl 1450 am 103.9 fm and nhtalkradio.com i'm your host aj Kierstead.